0: Greetings and happy Wednesday. This is the Desiree Show. First downs and flip tricks. Uh, it is the 21st day of September. Um, I've got some two dynamite guests tonight uh, dropping in with phenomenal skateboarder, a legend, captain, co-owner, announcer, uh, or a TV personality, and so much more, Mr. Chris Pastris. And at just past the bottom of the hour, Aztecs break the top 25 in the AP polls. First time Uh, At 22, I'm hyped to welcome Oceanside Pirate for life, uh, San Diego State wide receiver, Michael Holder, and now, super thankful to welcome amazing artist, uh, creative human, skateboarding icon, instrumental in so many soul brands over the last three decades, uh, part of Shut, co-captain of Stereo Skateboards, uh, and truly the heart and soul of that brand. He's a father, he's a fiance, he's a TV host, and... Someone I'm also glad, pretty blessed to call a friend, and the list could go on and on. Uh, but we might be here all night uh, introducing Mr. Chris Pastrus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that was good, Des. Wow, thank you. I'm I'm honored. I'm stoked. We're. Uh... For doing this and yeah thank you for having me and that was a great intro by the way that was super good oh, right. I, I gotta have you as my agent <laughs> sure, sure
0: hey i'm doing that a little bit on the side i gotta do everything a little hustle here and a little hustle <laughs> we there
2: <laughs> could, we, we could talk you're good at hyping me up i like it
0: oh no, i just calling it like it is chris um just so much oh. admiration for you and respect for you um and you know and likewise Dad. Uh, much thanks thanks a lot um okay so you know and I and I I th- forgot to throw in there Dune. So let's start with that. For those <laughs> fans that don't know how did you get uh that nickname?
1: Oh, man. Uh my godbrother Rodney who co-founded Jet Skates and New York uh was a huge skateboarder and he was just a super he still is just a super funny guy and he comes up with random nicknames for everything like he calls food cakey and drinks are juicy, so he'll just say, what do you got, juicy cakey? And that's basically, what are you doing eating and what are you drinking? So he, um, he has a nickname for everybody. Some of them totally make sense. Some of them are just pretty much, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and we had a neighbor slash friend named Martin, and Rodney was my godbrother and essentially my brother growing up, and um, he would tease me and say, you're not my brother, you're Martin's brother, Mardoon, and I would say, oh. no, I'm not, I'm not Martin's brother, I'm not Martin. and I'd get really mad, so um, he basically called me Mardoon to tease me that I was my, our friend Martin's brother, and not his brother, so <laughs> wow. it's a pretty long story that doesn't have the best payoff, so I... I usually just say, oh, he made it up out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> no, well, it's, um, what's rad, though, is yeah, this it started, started s- a whole branding, I mean, you know, I mean, as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, it started as Mardoon, and it was Mardoon for years, and then it just, the Mar got dropped, and it was Dune by the time I uh, rode for World in 1990. So, yeah, it stuck. It was a good, good nickname. Rod's really good at them. Um, some of them make more sense than others, and that was one that was just pretty much, random
0: oh that's that's awesome that's awesome okay. and, and you know and uh, you know and I, you talk about growing up so it grew up in and I'm going to totally destroy the city that you grew up in uh, Met- Metuchen New Jersey oh Metuchen oh yeah okay, Metuchen. it wasn't too far off uh, you know no, yeah. not share, at all okay cool um, you know share about what growing up as a kid there was like
1: Um, gosh let's see Metuchen is pretty uh, it's a small it's kind of Mayberry-esque, I would say <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know, slow and suburban um, But it's 30 minutes, well, about 40-minute train ride into New York City And only another 40, 45 minutes on the train to Philly So it's right in the, in the center of Philly and New York So it's got culture and, you know, a lot of people that work in the city But just want to live somewhere quiet um, the train, you know, I grew up a block away from my house, so I always had access to the city and skaters like, uh, you know, the guys from Shut, like Bruno and Eli and Alyasha. So I, um, I wasn't your typical closed off suburban kid, thanks to New Jersey Transit.
0: That's cool. That's pretty rad. You know, and you yeah, and yeah. the
1: small. You know, it's mellow. It's, it's a great town. I mean, it's got like a main street and. Yeah, you know, so like, as they say, a one-horse town is pretty much, maybe two horses. I'll give it two horses.
0: <laughs> no, and no, what, now taking that, growing up there, what do you think that has brought you to in your life at where you are right now?
1: Um, gosh, you know, it's a, God, I apologize for the dogs in the background. There's two of them and a two-year-old, so you'll hear some background noise <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah, gosh. Um, you know, it was uh it was a good place in that it was relatively safe, but it still had culture, you know? Um and I think the whole New Jersey kind of northeast zone, it's pretty New York City influenced, you know? So we got all that uh all that culture and and history just by being 40 minutes away, you know? So um I, I'm pretty proud of my hometown. It's uh, definitely a good place for kids to grow up, and, you know, it's, like I said, it's really close to the city and culture, so no complaints. I'd actually probably still be there if it wasn't for the skateboard industry just drawing me to the West Coast.
0: Right on. Well, and let's talk about that. I mean, your first board was given to you by your godbrother, uh, who called mm-hmm. you Mardoon, uh, Rodney, yeah. uh, in 79, I think, Um you know, again, like, you know, I mean, really encompassing skateboarding as a family. I mean, um, now, you know, I only met you back in 98, I think, in Jersey for the Triple Crown in Ashbury Park. And, you know, skateboarding's yeah. had its ups and downs throughout the decades. But, you know, let's start actually with that first board. What was that first board?
1: Um, let's see. Well, 79, I had a classic, just what we called chicken stick. Mm -hmm. You know, just a a typical, um, just total, you know, almost like we did with the stereo vinyl cruiser, the penny boards, Mm -hmm. just a really small plastic uh, board. But then shortly after that, Rodney had gotten me um, a Veriflex Niner, which was like, you know, just a complete Veriflex board because he worked at a skate shop. That must have been like 8081, maybe. I'm not sure when that board was out, but... In between there, I had, like, a plexiglass board with a surfer on the top and some clear grip tape. Um, and I w- and also around 3980, Rod had a vert ramp in the backyard. So uh, I wasn't allowed to ride it, but it just made me, like, that much more drawn to skateboarding um, because it was kind of taboo. You know, my godmother would chase me off the ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that same year, my mom got me a helmet, and so they wound up, you know, within a year or so, I was allowed to ride the ramp. So, um, so, yeah, I got into it super, super early and just never, you know, gave up on it, just stuck with it. Every time a character, a skate character would pop up in a movie or something like the kid in Car Wash or Back to the Future or whatever, I'd just be like, see, that, there's one of us, you know, mm-hmm. like right from the beginning. Um, and I had like early skate magazines from Rod, like skateboarders and the first thrashers and stuff. So um, I had a little more influence and knowledge of what was going on than um, a lot of kids at that time, you know, in the early '80s and such. Well, and Thanks to Rod.
0: Yeah. Well, now, and let's—I was gonna—I'm gonna shift gears uh, right now because you just mentioned. Now, you are a father now, um, and I was gonna uh-huh. talk about this a little later. Um, you know, you have a baby June, baby Marmode, baby yeah. Mardoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> a mini. A mini. Um, now, a perspective for you as a father with a child who is getting on a board with you, right? Yeah. Um, yep. How has that changed your perspective now?
1: Um, yeah, you know, it's definitely. I,
0: I mean, mean, the safety their issues. Their own on, own.
1: Yeah, yeah. To each their own on, you know, what they consider safe and unsafe. Um, and I have friends that run the gamut with their kids. Some just let them go buck wild on the boards with no supervision. And some don't let them ride skateboards at all, you know. Um, I'm in the middle. I love him skateboarding. I just want him to be safe. So, I, you know, he knows he has to wear his helmet. And when uh, when I bust out his scooter or his skateboard, he basically just goes and grabs the helmet. So it's pretty good. I mean, and, and you know, as far as the other injuries, kids are going to get hurt, you know. Um, no matter what they do, so,
3: yeah,
1: definitely, I mean, climbing on chairs, um, you know, he runs up and down the ramp without the skateboard, you know, just everything, you know, he opens doors now, or he's trying, he's getting pretty close to it, so, um, you can't really, you know, prevent them from, everything, or, you know, protect them from everything, but you want to protect them from stuff that's in your control, of course, um, and I just want him to be safe with it and have fun, you know, i I have no plans of him being, like, a super aggressive, gnarly pro skateboarder, you know, I just want him to skate for fun, and get out, and make sure he, you know, it's, it's exercise, for one, you know, and it's super healthy, and fun, and, um, you know i want to encourage the, the art and music aspects of it just as if not more than the the athletic aspects of it you know so i'm not sending him flying down any stairs <laughs> <laughs> um at least not you know prior to him asking if he can jump down them, you know
2: that's for sure
1: and even there, I'll have to work with him on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, let's not hit Hollywood high. We're not going to go there today. No, um, no, he's, he's <laughs> not going uh, okay to be a page
1: jumper down any massive stair sets or handrails. Um, not on my watch.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I have to ask you is because when you share about this, it's like my heart just smiles inside of, share with us what it felt like the first time you realized he wanted to kind of be on a board.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. For me, yeah, it's it's that, like, kind of controlled chaos feeling, I guess, you know? Like, you're in control, but you're not totally in control. Um, it's just like when you – anything with wheels, you know, but there's a little bit more of a rush on a skateboard. Well, not even a little bit, a lot more of a rush on a skateboard than there is a bicycle or um, – you know, anything like that, so I just, um, I don't know, you know, the balance factor and the speed and just rolling, you know, I guess for, I didn't have surfing or, or the, the beach nearby, so to me, it it's how I envision surfing, you know, it's just that fluid motion and carving and um, I just fell instantly in love with it, you know, and I see a lot of the same draw from Henry, he's, he's always loved it too, so Something that, I don't know, I guess certain kids just love the feeling and some don't, I suppose. You know, I don't know too many that don't love the feeling of skateboarding. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I definitely was one of the ones that loved it.
0: No, it's cool. My niece, I got her one for her second birthday, and I think she was talking and sign language before that, and she was over-amping, like, more, more, more sign with sign language and saying it out loud, D, please, more, 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 you know. Uh, when I have a her around. So, and if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Chris Pastrus. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Chris Pastris, um or on Twitter at Stereo. Uh oh. Stereo. Help me Stereo Pastrus, I believe Thank it you. is. Stereo <laughs> Pastrus,
1: yes. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I don't use my Twitter barely at all anymore. Well, it's linked to my Insta, but I don't um, actively use it. So I'd have to double check that myself, but pretty mm. sure it's Stereo Pastris
0: Okay, well, and now, uh, okay, so skateboarding has changed, I mean, crazy in the last three decades. You have been, I mean, you've had the opportunity to, you know, ride for shut, uh, world industries, start a new company, um, and, you know, and then now a rebirth of that infant of stereo that would be blue skateboards, you and Jason kind of the creative foundation of stereo in 91. Uh, First, can you take us through that monumental time?
1: Um, yes, gosh, I'm sorry, I got distracted. I was looking up, yes, it is Stereo Oh, sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: Still using Twitter,
2: <laughs> unlike
0: me.
1: I try, um, I try. But, For football, I do it. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. Okay, so I'm sorry, you wanted me to take you to the beginning of uh, of Blue or Stereo or both?
0: Well, let's talk about Blue. I mean, I think a lot of people are com- are familiar with Stereo, but not as many about Blue. And this was yeah. really the creative foundation if i'm not not incorrect um for starting stereo yeah totally and i love the new boards coming out so i want you you to take away with that
1: yeah um you know blue was basically stereo before stereo you know it was us um trying to conceptualize kind of the retro americana themed graphics and you know the blue note influence and stuff but we weren't quite um we didn't have the team in place that we found with Deluxe, you know, and Distribution and Thiebo and uh, Tommy Guerrero and, and Jeff Clint, um, rest in peace, you know, passed away years ago. But amazing creative force in skateboarding. And those guys really, like, brought our, our creative vision to life, you know. So um, Blue got left behind, but it was really our original creative idea with, uh, with the whole concept of, like, a retro-based skateboard company. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was super short-lived, but a little more 50s, where stereo was a little more 60s, 70s, you know, Um, and we just thought the timing was right, and, you know, we got some requests for some reissue boards from Blue, and, um, you know, we just decided to bring it back with Prime Distribution, uh, which is where my day job is, is held, um, as just a fun side project with no rules, you know, like no formal team, um, you know, just none of the, the pressures to be a competitive skateboard b- brand, so to speak, you know, just pure creative. Um, and it's been super fun. We've been doing it for, gosh, it's been around for almost, I guess we did work on the first boards almost a year ago now, but probably had product for about six months, but it's been a real, real slow build, um. Because we're, you know, like I said, it's non-traditional, you know. We're not trying to um, do big advertising campaigns or have a huge team. We're just trying to have fun and, you know, nod back to our, our past and, you know, the original project Jason and I came together on, which, which was
2: Blue.
0: Yeah, and back to you know, and again, the way you have kind of throughout your career has have continued to keep the integrity and keep like these soul brands. Um, I I love it, you know, Thank and I you. encourage everybody to you know, and you can follow actually on Instagram at Blue Since Ninety One. There's a sick, uh, it's called Tiki Time. I think it's a super yeah. sick graphic. It's awesome, and that is coming out. That is available now. Uh, is that correct? Yeah. Or okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's available now. Yep, primewood.la. That's the hub for all the blue stuff. Um, And for those of you that don't know, Prime is a wood manufacturer. Uh, They actually manufactured my first pro model board, which was the Dune model, in 1990. And um, I partnered up with them about a year ago to do some fun stuff and help them sort of brand manage and do marketing. So um, yeah, blue is one of the projects we're bringing back, and the Jason Lee Bowie board is about to drop, and people are going completely nuts over that. So oh, more fun stuff like that in the works.
0: Right on, uh, and um, you know, and then I'm gonna I'm actually gonna sidestep now. Um, you're involved with quite a few brands, but we're gonna talk a little bit about. You've had the opportunity to. I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy, but I can't not say it is that you are a skate icon and a skate legend who is still living it, you know, and I know, I mean, I, um, no, I mean, just so much respect throughout your career with the arts and music and how do you balance it all out? Do you have a formula? (laughs) (laughs) And can you bottle Um. it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Gosh, really, I, you know, I live and die by my planner. I, I should send you some photos of, of what my planner looks like. It's it's total. I, I have to, like, color code things, like, multiple times because I'll have half the planner will be in yellow, and then I'll have to circle things in red, and then the red has to get a black that's high priority or whatever, you know. Um, and I just kind of, as Gina calls it, triage. I pick the most important things um, in priority, you know. Priority, priority is key. That's really it. You're not going to get to everything, especially when it comes to a brand. I mean, every single project or brand that I, I do co-own or or an involved with, I mean, with social media and blog posts and, you know, artists or team writers or concepts or budgets, there's like no end. You know, you can always be working if you have a small business, you know, so... You really have to kind of learn um, what's most important and learn when to put it down, you know, and you also have to get really efficient on moving from one project to the next, you know, um, and that's taken practice. It's like a life lesson, you know, like I'm still getting better about scheduling and my time and, um, you know, just recently I'm like, okay, okay, in the morning I pick two, three main things, not six or seven because... I'm not going to get to six or seven, and I'm going to feel not as accomplished, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's all all in the planning, all in the prioritizing, really.
0: Nice. Okay. So, and I and I and I see a um, a Dune uh, workshop in the works here as well. <laughs> <laughs> Helped prioritize with with Chris. Um, no, that was yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great because it's hard. I I have my. I was laughing when you were saying that because I have my crazy. Um, my crazy to-do list every day and then in my phone my calendar and my alarms and and then my yeah. my boards and this project and that project and you know I am always yeah. always odd. Oh, um, you're
1: you're as busy. Yeah, you got your hands in as many pies as, as I do, I think.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I it's, it's, uh, it's I don't have a child though, uh, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that
1: definitely changes it, you know, a bit for sure. Well, not even a bit a lot, but um it's all fun you know and especially him you know that's like the highlight of my day when i get to play with my kid um but yeah it's somehow the juggle just just works Uh, you just you have to get better at it as as time goes on i guess that's the key you know
0: (laughs) yeah right on yeah Uh, well thanks and you know yeah don't
1: look back too much that's the thing i mean you learn from your mistakes but it's just like you know you do sports interviews. It's just like football. It's like if you have a bad play and you, you know, you're the quarterback. You got to let it go and move on. You know, learn from it and not hold on to your mistakes too long because that'll hang you up. You know, got to just next play, next down. You know. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: in skating, the same thing. You slam, you get back up, and you got. I I've got to get right back in immediately.
1: Totally. You know, totally, so totally. same same to, concept, yeah. Yeah, I used to dwell on mistakes in broadcasting, like, oh, man, I said at the finals it was eight dudes and it was nine, ah, and I just agonized over, over it for days, and, you know, the busier I get, the more it's like, okay, well, that happened, let's move on, what's next?
0: Yeah, bring attention to it, and uh, now let's switch, we're going to switch gears quick again now to, uh, well, not change gears, because I think everything you are involved with has some form of art in it, um, whether it's music, yeah. or whether it's your artwork. Now, did somebody kind of, when did art, I mean, that sounds, the word art, it's just so vast because I feel like it's mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. everything, all the branding you've done, uh, the graphics, your, your artwork, skateboarding, the way you skateboard, the way you dress. When did Thank art you. kind of come, touch your heart? When did you know that art, I mean, that this was going to be, part of your life did somebody introduce paints to you or drawing
1: um you know I I pretty much have my mom to thank for that she just always encouraged it you know and um and my dad you know he was a jazz musician yeah he still is a jazz musician and so they always had the arts around me you know both of them were school teachers so they had the the academic thing going on and you know, brought me to art museums and brought me art books. And my mom always, you know, had the the paper and the crayons or the chalk around. And just, she wasn't an artist herself. She just really encouraged it. I don't know. Maybe she knew I was drawn to it or would be good at it. I, I don't know how it happened, but she kept encouraging it. So, um, uh, family basically, you know, my sister too, she, she drew early on. So I just, um, I don't know, you know, they put it in front of me early and I gravitated towards it and in school it was like, you know, always my favorite part of day was art, of the day was art class from as long as I can remember, you know. So um so yeah, I just got exposed to art and music really early and just stuck with it, you know, really made it an important part of my life and I think when it came to skateboarding, I already had a kind of artistic perspective,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: so that helped. You know, I I always kind of approached it as art, and I think a lot of the stuff that I stumbled on through Rodney, with like Thrasher magazine and the original um, Bones Brigade video show with like Lance Mountain and Neil Blender and you know all these people that were artists, um, I got exposed to that stuff at a really early age, so I connected art and skateboarding kind of uh basically from the beginning you know
3: okay. so
0: that's
1: uh yeah I, i'm and i still view it as an art big time
0: yeah no totally and it does and, it, and the way you skate and i mean just everything you touch is uh, and art is so important to me as well but i you know i just wanted to know how, where this began now uh <laughs> In, shut world industries blue stereo pastrus has been a part of the most instrumental and in defining underground brands of the last 3 decades and he continues to fly the flag proud for the underground chris naracco about you yes
2: oh wow oh geez wow
1: that's that's humbling <laughs> that's um, that's awesome that's amazing
0: and uh,
1: i i didn't know uh yeah you started Saying the line, and I was like, "Oh, this is coming from Desiree. This is really sweet and touching."
3: <laughs>
1: um, and it still is from Chris. Wow, that's that's awesome. I'll have to thank him for that. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, and I reached out to Dyson, and he said Chris is rad. So many stories. Funniest one was probably when I was staying in his basement in Echo Park, and he came home at night and thought I heard a burglar in this house or footsteps upstairs. <laughs> So we ended up calling Clint to come check it out. Ha, ha, ha. Probably just hearing things. I, I wimped out hard. But big congrats to June, to the Rad Dad Club. Aloha.
1: Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Dyson. I miss that kid.
0: Yeah. He's a good one. I miss him as well. Um, okay. Well, we are sort of running out of time. Um, but, um, I, you know, you got your hands in so many different things as well. You are, I mean, Richer and and Poorer, you're one of their ambassadors. Um, Vans, um, you're doing a lot of the, you know, on-camera stuff, the play-by-play or, you know, announcing as well for the events um, and brand managing for Prime with Blue as well. You know, what else is going on that I'm missing? I mean, (laughs) being a husband or Um, being a fiancé and being a dad as well. Yeah,
1: family life. um, Gosh, that's. I think you've pretty much touched on everything, you know. Um yeah, there, I'm sure there's other stuff we're not touching on that I'll remember later, but that's a, that's a pretty good stereo obviously, you know. Uh we're still working on Feverishly, so, you know, Stereo Blue, Prime stuff, Rich or Poor, you named it, the hosting stuff. Um that's that about, you know, sums it up, family life. Um yeah. That's a, that's a good art and, <laughs> but, you know, and art. I forgot I the art. I haven't yeah. had the most time for art. I hope to make time this this next year, 2017. I'll start painting again, hopefully.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to balance. I mean, to make that time. Um, you know, so I'm I'm really I'm I'm gonna sign up for the um, the Chris Pastris, um workshop on prioritizing. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You could sell a lot of those, I think. Oh, how
1: could I forget? I should have added skating to the list. Well, that
0: was a given, and I should have said that as well because that's the other part: is you're able to get out there and and skate.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's like that's a big priority, you know. It's and it's hard. It's uh, the older you get, especially. It's um, it gets tougher to make the time, but I make sure I carve out the time because it's it really is just you know it keeps me sane, my lifeblood
0: yeah no and you know through the decades what stands out you know the skateboarding industry has gone through ups and downs and it's totally different and I sometimes hate on how it is now I, I mean I shouldn't say that out loud i uh, not hate I it just it takes me a while to see the good also and uh, because sure. I'm you know kind of have that you know it was so much better back then but what you know you through three three decades what are those times that really touched your heart the most?
1: Um, man, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in the now, you know, um, I'm not really a a super sentimentalist. I mean, I am in, in some ways, you know, obviously with all the reissue graphics and retro stuff I'm into, but I really believe you Mm -hmm. make this moment the moment, you know, um, and, I, I mean, I've had some of the best sessions of my life a week ago, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the best crew with the guys I work with at Prime and, you know, skaters I work with like a Tommy Finn and just the, the connections I have today, you know, the Kid Cal I've been skating with at local, and, like I said, our crew at Prime. And I just try to make today my best day, you know. I don't believe in looking backwards and holding on to anything as your best moments. So I think the best moments are ahead. So
0: that's how I try to live. Nice. And the last thing is football. And uh, obviously, I mean, I, I have to mention it only because the show is football and we will have a wide receiver on in just a few moments. But uh, on Sundays, uh, I know you're from New Jersey, and I know you were sort of a Jets fan, and now you are with a Green Bay <laughs> Packers fan. yeah, growing up. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no. um, but, uh, you know, do you, are you able to enjoy some of that as well? Uh,
1: yes, I'm still a Jets fan. Um, as with the birth of my son I've had like less and less time to like study players and stats. I mean, I used to know a lot more about, you know, rosters of teams and stuff, but the busier I got with him and you know, I still watch Sunday football. I love it. I, I totally love it, but half the not even half, like three quarters of the time I'm chasing him around or playing with him. So I, I'm a casual Fan now, <laughs>
0: right on. Father, um, father first, and
1: yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, but I still love football. I really do, and I love the culture of getting together to watch Sunday football. You know, and I just this Sunday we had tons of friends over um, to watch the L.A. Rams game at one, and then the Packers game at five, and barbecued, skated the quarter pipe, you know, hung out, made a whole day of it, and that's. I look forward to football season for those reasons. Um, a friend of mine was like, dude, I'm not a sports guy. And I was like, "You no, we just it's an excuse for us to, like, get together and enjoy each other's company, you know. Yeah. And football is just, like, the soundtrack, you know, for mm-hmm. me at least. I'm not, like, you know, I don't know a ton of, about it technically, but I love the sport. I love pretty much all sports, but there's something special about football and the time of year and getting together with people to watch it.
0: No, family, family and friends. Yeah, I like that's why that's what I like about it as well. All right. Um, and you had to console um, a woman in the house after that game. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: the Vikings, man, that was a, that was a surprise. But um, yeah, hopefully who are we playing the Lions? I think this weekend hopefully we'll we'll come back.
0: Yeah right
1: on yeah that's the Packers yeah I have to we got a Packer Jets household and now LA
0: Rams I'm uh, trying to
1: get into the Rams
0: and we'll have to go to a game all we talked about the other night we're going to have to go to a game I think this season all the three of us or the four of us maybe
1: yeah for sure yeah I don't I don't know if uh, the Coliseum is Henry friendly I heard it was pretty pretty gnarly and packed and only two entrances and exits and I don't know. We might have to leave Henry with uh, the nanny and, and hit it. <laughs> but I'm down.
0: Right on. Right on. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time and big hugs and love to That's Gina it. and to and to Baby Dune. Uh, or Dune 2. Yeah, Dune 2? Is that the nickname Thanks now? Yeah, for
1: everything. Yeah. yeah, thank you for your friendship and, and all the, uh, you know, kind words and just the, the cards over the, over the holidays and birthdays and stuff. I, I really appreciate that. You've been an awesome friend. So, um, i we we love you very much. So well,
0: thank you. Oh, right on. Well, thank you. I feel the same about you guys. Um, thanks, Chris. Um, much love. Right on. And uh, have a wonderful night. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hopefully, see you too. Thank you, too, Dad. All right. Sweet. Huge thanks to uh, Chris Pastris. Um, such a great guy. Um, and his his lady is amazing as well. And there and I had the, finally had the opportunity to meet Baby Dune uh, last weekend, and I was just ecstatic. Um, just super, super amazing kid. Anyways, coming up next, um, I'm going to well actually, I want to thank Chris Narako and I want to thank uh, Dyson um, for uh, shooting me those text uh, quotes on Chris. And as I mentioned earlier, the Aztecs are ranked 22 with AP. Uh, they just broke the top 25, and I'm excited to bring Oceanside Pirate uh, for life and Aztec wide receiver Micah Holder is coming up next. This is the Desiree Show, and we'll be right back.
2: All
0: right, welcome back. This is the Desiree Show on World Tune Radio. First downs and flip tricks. I'm uh, super excited to uh, welcome a player I was able to cover while I was at KSI, Oceanside Pirate for Life, coined the Oceanside Kid by Uncle Teddy. AP ranked San Diego State. The ex-wide receiver, 67 receiving yards, four receptions, and one touchdown with this victory bashing over Northern Illinois. I'd like to welcome Micah Holder, Micah. Hi, hi. Hi, awesome. Thanks so much, and thanks uh, for meeting. You know, for making the time right after practice. Uh, We really appreciate it. You know, I I started off with Oceanside, and I have to because that's where I first saw you play. Um, Can you? uh, I mean, Oceanside Pirate. Being an Oceanside Pirate, what does it mean to you?
2: Oh, it means a lot, you know, coming from Oceanside, growing up as a kid, I, I looked up to a lot of great players going to Oceanside and uh, looking at some that were fortunate enough to play college football at San Diego State, you know, like Jose Perez and other guys like my brother, uh, uh, J.J. Whitaker, Jake Peeley. They're just just good role models that I could uh, look up to. I try to play like them, and I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play at a, my dream school, San Diego State.
0: Yes, and, you know, I know you were on Scott and BR, uh, I want to say a few weeks back, uh, kind of discussing why you had these opportunities to go to, you know, um, to a lot of schools. Um, Hold on, I have a list here. (laughs) I have a list. Um, I know Yale was on there. I know that – where's my list? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Arizona, uh, BYU, Idaho, Nevada, San Diego State – or San Jose State, Utah, and Yale – And you picked San Diego. Um, Your older brother, uh, King, went also at you. I think he was a DB over at State. Um, Yeah. And you become now almost like a poster child for Aztec football from North County. Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) pretty exciting, yeah. Uh, I'm just happy that I uh, I became a player that they can count on, and I want to be that player, somebody dependable, that the coaches can call on when they need something to happen. And I'm trying to be that big play guy and never down guy that – uh, we need that as a wide receiver. So um, it's just consistency this year. I just want to prove that they can get the ball to me whenever and I'll make plays for them.
0: And you are. And you are continuing to make plays for them. And what does that locker room feel like, finally getting noticed by AP and being breaking the 25 into 22 this week?
2: Yeah, we're really excited. This week was a very exciting week. You know, being on our bye and then finding out that we, had, we were finally ranked in the top 25, it's just—it's just overwhelming. It's just an awesome experience in the locker room. We're all really hyped. So we're all excited. We're even practicing harder than we we used to a little bit. Even though it's a bye week, we're just so excited to be top twenty-five. We want to prove that we can be there and we can stay there and climb. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, it's huge. It's super exciting. If you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Micah Holder, um, and you know, you know, you've had the opportunity to have played for Coach Carroll, um, yeah, and great now. Coach with rocky can you share what that gift was like
2: uh being coached under a great coach like coach carroll just really just really gives you experience i think with working with good coaches coach rocky is a great coach you know and coach carroll was just a a solid foundation of what um what a a great player should be like coached under him he he expects a lot out of a player and he'll coach you up the right way and that's the same way uh, coach rocky does so uh it was it's a pretty good transition going from great coach to great coach so i was fortunate enough to be coached by both of them
0: yeah and that was my next question is how has that transition been and it's been smooth it seems to be something really special in that locker room something similar to what you had when you were with oceanside yeah yeah
2: uh i i was thinking that i was telling uh, my roommate christian chapman uh if uh because uh, he came into my room the other night and he when he broke the news to me that we were ranked i was like that's what it felt like at oceanside, you know being being a top dog and you didn't recognize as how it feels, so it was a familiar feeling to me and it was it was great to see him uh enjoying it just as much as I was
0: right and he didn't he didn't fall back on on you guys whomping on him I think it was fifty three to six that <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was a little sorry about that Carl's red lancers um yeah, <laughs> all right, well, I've got something I'm going to play for you right now, oops. Here we go.
3: Yeah, hi. This is John Carroll, former football coach at Oceanside High School. I uh, had the opportunity to uh, coach your guest there, Micah Holder, <laughs> uh, and his grandmother uh. up at uh, Stanford, Elijah Holder. And I uh, mm-hmm. just have some wonderful things that I would like to say about Micah, someone who I think the world of. Uh, first of all, you know, when, when – uh, uh, if there's such a thing as a – pre-birth line where God uh, passes out all the attributes of success Um, Micah sure was in the front of that line because he got brains, he got athleticism he got good size uh, he got a positive attitude, he got a great work ethic and uh, a great citizenship mentality and a a great fine social young man uh, who's who's, uh, successful in all aspects of life and uh, San Diego State sure got a good one with him. And, and uh, someday, you never know, we'll get a chance to see Micah and Elijah. Micah run routes and Elijah try and defend him. That would be an awful lot of fun. But I'll tell you, Micah, you gave me an awful lot of great memories, an a awful lot of the Pirates' great memories. Very exciting to watch you in college football have the kind of success that you're having. And it's not, not a surprise at all It was expected. You're a great young man, and uh, we expect great things from you, and we're excited So enjoy your conversation. Enjoy the rest of your season, and I'm looking forward to watching your lives. God bless you.
2: Thanks, Coach Carroll. Got to get you out to the game, too. I'll I'll get you some tickets.
0: Oh, I will tell him that. Actually, he he sent that over to me. I asked him, and he sent that over to me, and I can relay that message.
2: Got it. (laughs) I'm going to text him after this.
0: Yeah, you know, I you know and I, I you know I and I hate to I there like I said, there's something really special going on in that with the Aztecs right now and it and it just really resonates and it reminds me of what was going on with Oceanside. Um there was um a special you know, there's a, there's four of you guys, uh, Chase Whitaker, your brother your twin brother Elijah and Ty Catrell all are playing and playing your you know, and I don't know what family and and having your teammates play with you. Sorry, my phone is somebody's calling me during my phone during my show. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um,
2: um, yeah. What did you say? No, you I'm think? just gonna
0: say this. Like, you have a twin brother, you have an older brother, but yeah. I feel like you have two other brothers as well that were on that uh, roster.
2: and, Ty, yeah, and great
0: friends, yeah. I have something from Ty, and he said he's one of my best friends. I grew up playing football with him, and it has been a fun journey. He is the most down-to-earth guy I know and has always had playmaking instincts for the football, every time stepping on the field. Definitely one of the funnest, best teammates to have played with.
2: (laughs) Nice. I love hearing that from my dude.
0: Yeah. And then you guys get to play them. You guys are playing on October the yeah. 21st. Uh, I mean, you won't be on the same, you guys won't be on the field at the same time. Um, and, you know, and your brother now is, you have the opportunity to go up next week and, you know, watch your brother play uh, against UCLA.
2: Yeah, I'll be watching them this weekend.
0: Yeah, this weekend. It's going to be
2: really exciting, yeah. And when Ty comes down to the Qualcomm, it's going to be really fun just if you can play again on the same field as I am. So it's going to be just a really great experience this year.
0: And, you know, and then one more question is that, you know, family and football, and obviously with your family, but what has it been like as a twin, you know, for both of you to... Play so well, and to be able to, you know, and to do well in school, to go to these amazing schools that you're going and playing football.
2: It being a twin, I feel is one of the the best things that's probably happened in my life. Uh, even though I didn't get to choose it, I'm grateful for it because growing up, you know, uh, having somebody there whenever you want to play catch or something, or you just want to just fool around with the football, it just makes you better. Just being able to play around all the time and. Him becoming a great defensive player and me being able to play offense the way I am right now, I attribute it back to our childhood. And being able to grow up with guys like Jason and Ty who are awesome athletes and being able to develop around them, it just all pushed us uh, to get better. In the same way in the classroom, too, being able to go home and if we have something that I need some help on or, or Elijah needs some help on, it's just like having a tutor right next to you all day. So it's just been awesome. Right on. I have another thing to play
0: for you.
2: It's really fun getting to see Mike play, you know, either in person or, you know, on television. I I got the chance to come back home on my bye week to go see him play against Cal, you know, and and beat my rival, which was awesome. And, you know, I just realized how much I'm so proud of my brother and the things that he's doing at SCSU. And I expect him to do big things there. You know, I think he's one of the better receivers in this conference. And, you know, watch out for number six. He's going to do big things this year. Yeah, but there's my brother right
0: there. Always looking out. Well, and that's what seems you seem both to do the same thing. It's really special to watch. Um, you know, and okay, so I won't do any more of this is your life. But um, I want it's always kind of nice to share that. You know, share what other people think about you that are your peers or your brother um, or a former coach. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, now you I know I know that you coming out. You were the 85th ranked 85th and wide receiver. I know that was your Jersey. You changed it to six. I know that is not why you changed your Jersey to six, but was there, I mean, I think you just get the Jersey you get. I know though that that number six was because that was how many touchdowns you had last year. What Jersey yeah. are you going to have next year?
2: Uh, I'm going to stick with six, no matter how, how this year turns out, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with six 85 was a good starting point. I, I feel like I've said that before. Um, but going to six it's just, it's just something that to prove to myself really. I'm not. It wasn't really to show it to anybody else. It was just kind of a self, self uh, reflection of what I could be. You know, um, that could be better than I was last year. I know I could. I am improving, and I know I could do much better than I was last year. And I'm fortunate enough through three games to already have half the stats of my whole last year with touchdowns, receiving, and receiving yards. So. Um, I'm just really excited about this year, and 6 is working out so far so good.
0: Right on, right on. I'm, I'm so excited with you guys and your program right now. And then, you know, you what I hear about you as well is just how tough you are and how motivated you are and how hard you work. Where does that motivation come from?
2: Uh, it comes from my parents, you know. My my mom being a great support system and never, never letting us quit, and my dad just being a great coach uh, growing up and being there for us. So we're we're, we're fortunate enough to have both of them.
0: Right on. And if you weren't playing football, what would you be doing? If,
2: uh, if I wasn't playing football, I'd probably try soccer. Uh, it looked pretty fun, so <laughs> I'd try that out.
0: And you got too good of hands to get on soccer, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a goalie. I'd be a goalie.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> and now punt returns. Punt returns you did in um, at Oceanside i I was kind of looking and i didn't are you you're not still doing punt returns at state or are you and i'm misadvised
2: um i, I going into the to the fall season i was uh, i was done with punt returns we had a J.C. guy that was uh doing it at his j c and he's really good at it quest uh he's he's done it so far this world, this uh year he's done tremendous and he's i feel like he's really good back there i didn't have a lot of experience uh in high school because we had great uh, athletes like Jason Ty. They were they're the main punt returners but uh it was fun while I did it last year. Um I'm still I'm still in the rotation of it but right now it looks like I'm they're just keeping me at wide receiver and quest is doing most of that punt return but if they need me there I'll go there and I'll perform as best I can.
0: Right on, right on. And um jersey for you. Did you ever have did you have a jersey growing up? Growing uh, the, up
2: a, uh, uh mm-hmm. I, I would go between three, five, I I tried 99 one year, um, I don't know, it it was all over the place. Um, even in high school, I really didn't get to choose my number, uh, it was kind of, because seniors chose in my junior year, uh, I chose to the seniors for a number that I wanted, so I mean, it's never been like my choice, so this year it's finally been my choice mm-hmm. to choose what number I want, so I'm really owning this number, and this is my number,
0: right. to me. Sweet. Well, yeah, and I meant more so like um, like an NFL jersey, um, but I like what you just shared with us. Um, I was thinking, were you do, were you a Charger fan growing up, or are you a Charger fan, or who do you root for on Sunday, or are you over mm-hmm. watching football on Sunday now, or? I, I can't. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
2: definitely a Charger fan. Growing up, my dad was always watching the Chargers, so, you know, it's just warning us to be Charger fans, but um, yeah, I, I follow with a lot of NFL teams, you know, I'm on I have, I'm in a couple fantasy leagues, so, you know, i got to keep up with uh, some players. But it's fun to watch the Chargers. Right on,
0: right on. And any last shout-outs you want to give?
2: Uh, i got to give a shout-out to Coach Carroll, my brother, who I love, my other brothers, Jace and Ty, all my friends back home in Oceanside High School. Uh, I'm going to go watch them compete this Friday, so I hope they do well.
0: Oh, right on. I might see you there. And uh, congratulations. Have a good bye week and dynamite wishes when you guys go out to South Alabama next week to play the Jaguars.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And uh, huge thanks again for some time tonight. Really appreciate it, Micah. Thanks. All right. Peace. All right. Awesome. Huge, huge thanks to Micah Holder uh, for making the time tonight. You can follow him on Instagram at Micah6ix. So it's his name with... The number six and then IX on Instagram and on Twitter. I believe it is the same handle. Uh, coming up next week, I've got Eric Warfield, uh, former uh, Kansas City chief. He also played for the Cornhuskers in Nebraska uh, a year after uh, Michael Booker did. Uh, so he she will be on the show next week. I'm super excited to welcoming him. I thanks you guys for tuning in tonight, and uh, I want to also thank uh, Coach Carroll. Ty Cottrell and Elijah Holder, and hopefully we'll have Elijah on. Um, he had a dynamite week as well against USC. Which, if you know me, I was a little upset. But it was uh, the only good thing about that was I got to. Uh, it was really cool seeing seeing Elijah have a freaking awesome night. Uh, he was he he played hands down. I believe he was Defensive Player of the Month or of the Week. Um, so big ups to him as well. A uh, huge thanks to you guys, Chris Pastris, for making the time tonight. And I've got a dynamite lineup coming up in the next few weeks. I will be teasing that on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Instagram, at The Desiree Show. Uh, or shoot me, uh, find me on Twitter, at The Desiree Underscore Show, or Desiree Underscore Astorga, which is the same feed for IG. And uh, obviously Facebook and iTunes. So thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Have a freaking awesome week football is back and i'm out are you looking for a natural way to help your body and your sanity that's also affordable drug-free and will block your pain this is desiree storga and i am grateful to have partnered with a brand i truly believe in a product i use and to have biomedical life systems as a sponsor of the desiree show podcast rebound sport is your answer it is for me head over to bmls.com and order yours today